Welcome to the Reseller Entrepreneur, the podcast for reseller hobbyists eager to turn reselling into a successful business. Learn from Mike and other reseller entrepreneurs as they share their experiences and tips on running an online business. Here's your host, Old Fashioned Mike. Today's episode is entitled Poshmark Sucks. And Poshmark definitely deserves this. Um, so I'm going to say this. I don't, I didn't really want to do this podcast ep- uh, episode because frankly, you know, I think that, uh, it sounds a lot like clickbait, but it's not. So, um, and I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm saying that Mercari and Grail also suck, but not nearly as bad as Poshmark. <laughs> Why do they suck? Well, they suck for, for very, one very good reason. They don't have any customer service. And so, and it really isn't a problem most of the time, but when it is a problem, it's a real big problem. And this happened to me also on, on Mercari in a different way. And I'll, I'll kind of explain both. Um, it hasn't happened Grailed yet, but I've decided to shut off all three other platforms from selling any more of the clothes that I'm trying to get rid of. Uh, I just have had a lot of interest on the clothes buying in bulk. So I realized I'm just going to kind of, um, you know, wait it out. And uh, either I sell it to one individual or I just sell it over time on eBay. I just find that all the the heartaches and just our headaches is probably a better way to put it. Uh, by selling on these other platforms, it's just, just not worth it. So let me kind of explain the situation. And I'll go to the Poshmark, but I'll, I'll tell you about Bakari as well. So um, I had uh, sold a shirt, a polo, and that polo had um, a a logo on it for the Philadelphia Phillies. And it's a, it was majestic. It was a good polo. You should spend normally about 25 bucks that would normally go for an eBay. You sell it for a little bit cheaper on Poshmark because Poshmark, they, uh, they pay for the shipping. So I, I sold it for like $22 or something like that. I forgot what it was, but, and so anyway, uh, and they charge 20% by the way, Poshmark as well. Uh, so anyway, so I get, um, I send it to this person, this person didn't like it. And rather than just saying, hey, I didn't like this, which is not a reason to return on Poshmark, which is the good thing about Poshmark, um, he basically did what they would normally do on eBay years ago, and they basically say it's a defective. And I'm saying, well, no, 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 it's not defective. I, I, you know, and he even said in his, in his, uh, in his initial response um, to customer service that, you know, basically um, – that he didn't like it because it's, you know, the logo on it was warped and I don't know what he meant by warped. And then he sent a photo and it, it didn't seem warped to me. And I, uh, if it was warped, it was something that he did after the fact to be able to return it. But here's where it turns out the Poshmark sucks. And is, is that I basically said, Hey, listen, you know, I sell a ton of stuff on your platform and I've had no response, no problems. And if I did have a problem, I took care of it. So it didn't be, become a problem. And I'm telling you right now that this was this item is a you know one authentic, two in good shape, and which is true. And um, of course, he sent this photo that just looked like he crumpled up the the item and took a picture of it and says, "Look, it's it's warped." And it was just it was complete BS. I'm not you know <laughs> this is a family show, so I'm not going to say what I really said, but I was just so angry. And so I said, "No, no, no, this is not." This is not the case. Anyway, so lo and behold, 24 hours later, Poshmark comes back with their decision to, to uh, side with the buyer and that they re- approve the return. So that 
it wasn't the fact that they approved the return. Actually, that's that's part of it. Because actually, if it was on eBay, and the guy says that you know I don't like it, I would have taken the return anyway, right? Um, but and this guy wasn't. He was in New York, and I'm or excuse me, he's in Philadelphia, and I'm here in Boston. So it wasn't like it's a huge amount of money to send it back. But it just irritated me so much that that they didn't even really ask questions. They didn't they didn't send anything saying, you know. Uh, what is the story behind this? Because it was obviously that this guy just didn't like it and that's fine. You know, I, and you run into that all the time. Clothing's the worst for that, right? You always get a lot of returns, high returns, clothing versus anything else that you sell, send out there or sell out there. But what really bothered me about it is that not only did they approve the return, they sent me a nasty email basically saying that, you know, I shouldn't be selling damaged goods. And I'm just I, I'm just so angry about that because it's not damaged at all. As a matter of fact, even if you looked at the picture, it, that you could tell that this was not damaged. Now, I, I suspect that what it is is it's a, a, a f- basically a room full of people from India looking at this thing and basically just siding with buyers all the times. So I've never, ever had an issue like this before, but I've never, ever had them side uh, against me. Right. So, you know, usually it's because the person's honest and they say, I don't like it and that's okay. But this was not the case. Well, it was the case, but he wasn't being honest about it. So I'm going to get it back and I'll obviously resell it. I'll relist it on eBay. But the reality is that it's complete BS that, uh, that this is, um, this was a damaged item. So anyway, and beyond that, I didn't get any response from, from Poshmark. So, um, now let's go to Macari. So Macari, similar, well, actually different situation, but similar situation in the sense that they didn't have customer service is that I bought a whole bunch of, and this is a while ago, and I may have actually talked about this on the podcast before, but I, I bought a bunch of baseball cards. So I probably like 40,000 baseball cards and I bought them for cheap. And the guy was kind of grousing a little bit because he had to split it up between two boxes and I paid for shipping, but I didn't pay for the second shipping. And of course, you know, I actually, know I go take that bag. It was free shipping and he didn't realize it was going to cost him that much in shipping. And I, and I get that. That's fine. Um, but I paid a pretty decent amount of money for this. And so he sent me the first box, but never sent me the second box. And then when I basically open up a case against it saying, Hey, listen, I need the second half. He basically didn't respond. And then the customer service department said, Oh, it's beyond 30 days. So we, we can't do anything. Well, hold on on here. So we started the dialogue within two days of me receiving the initial shipment, basically asking where my second shipment is. And the guy said he kept on pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off for about two weeks. And then I finally opened up a case. Uh, and then that case took two weeks to resolve, but in the favor of the seller in this case. So no customer service for the buyer. So, you know, the common thread here is that they don't have a customer service department. Um, now, the same thing is true for Grailed. I have not gotten clipped by by Grailed before. The only thing I've ever really had a problem with Grailed is I ship something to somebody in the UK um, and uh, basically – you know, they don't really tell you 
um, that you're shipping to the UK unless you kind of, you know, click back, click a few things and try to figure that out. And so I ended up, this was early in my career too. Um, I basically accepted an offer and it, the shipping was like five bucks or whatever. And, uh, and of course it cost me $25 to send to the UK. So, and ironically he ended up sending, it ended up not getting delivered because he gave me a wrong address. I got it back and I just basically refunded them and chalked it up to, to, um, you know, a learning experience. But the point is, is that they don't have customer service either at Grailed. Now, the only one, and I'm going to say the only one, there's a few, but, but Amazon and eBay have customer service. So if you have a problem, you know, you can go to customer service and work it out. Now, um, it doesn't always mean that you're going to, it's going to work out in your favor. Um, which is fine, but is at least somebody to talk to and, and they can understand the real problem where you, you don't get that with those other platforms. And I sell so much more. So uh, case in point, I'm, I'm ramping down to clothing, but my sell through rate on eBay is like eight and a half percent for clothing, which is pretty good. Uh, my sell through rate, uh, on Poshmark and Macari when I did it was about less than a, less than 2%, actually just shy of 2% of both of them. And grailed even lower. So the fact is, is I'm spend so, so this is a, the learning experience here for me, and obviously here, hopefully for you too, is that if you want to sell more clothing, then list more clothing. You know, I used to think that you know you had to actually list uh, on these massive on the, all these platforms because you just needed more eyes, and that is true. That does help. It does tweak up your total sell through rate for your, for your uh, inventory, but it's not really uh, going to be any better than if you were just to list more. So if you list 50 a day right now on, on clothing and you just up that by 10 a day, so 60 a day, then you're, then really, honestly, the number is going to probably wash out. And so you'd be better off not doing that, not having to buy the software to sync stuff, not having to delist things, not ha- worried about using different platforms to for mail, um, you know, like a pirate ship or something like that. All that stuff goes away. You don't need any of that. And so I kind of just came to that realization that, you know, yes, I'm making probably 250 to 350 a month off of these other platforms. Um, I'm going to call it net. It's probably, it's probably, that's probably more like a hundred, hundred and like 200. Let's call it 200 net after everything. Cause I'm just not selling that much on it. Is it really worth that having to spend a hundred dollars on, on list perfectly and, uh, spending, uh, let's call it, you know, $25 on pirate ship. The answer is no, not worth the aggravation, especially if, if the customer service is not going to, uh, I'm not going to say back the seller or back the buyer because I have I gave you two examples, one of each, right? So, but they don't get involved. They do, they take the path of least resistance, but at least on eBay for both buyers and sellers, you can call them. There's an 800 number and you call them and you just say, this is what it is. And that person either accepts or doesn't accept. And, you know, like I said, don't always get the, the answer you want. But at least you get an answer. It's not just dead air. So I sent a nice email to um, customer service for uh, for 
uh, Poshmark. And I did the same thing for, uh, for, um, Mercari a while ago, and you just get basically a form letter response. I haven't gotten the form letter response back from Poshmark, but I basically just said, listen, I put everything on vacation because I have outstanding transactions, so you can't just close it. But I said, after that, I just need you to delete my account because I don't want to have to go out and delist all that stuff, right? So I'm just going to basically delete my account and uh, all my stuff will go away. I'm, I'm doing the same thing for Grail. Just Grail didn't do anything wrong, but, um, um, but I just know that, you know, the the issue will probably be exactly the same, but I do 30 day free returns on eBay. And so it wouldn't have been an issue really. It's just that the fact that the, you just couldn't get to anybody on, uh, on these platforms. And that's really the name of the game. If you are a seller and you're one of your major marketplaces, you cannot get a customer service rep on the phone. Then really, is that the place for you? Now I'm going to say, if you have Amazon, I know Amazon has a lot of problems, and I know that they're really buyer focused, which I kind of get because given their, you know, how much they rely on buyers. But uh, and of course, they're starting to do things that make it very difficult for sellers. But the reality is, is that if, if you need to talk to somebody, you may you will get some kind of person on the phone. Again, may not get the answer you want. It may not even get an answer at all, frankly, on Amazon, but at least you'll get to talk to somebody. Of course, that's not true if it's a, about, about account health because <laughs> they, uh, they'll shut you off and, and be you'll be persona non grata very, very quickly with Amazon. You just got to watch out for that. And eBay, you don't have that issue, I don't think. At least I haven't had that issue. But I have had that on, on Amazon. So, so I mean, obviously, the, all the platforms have their issues. But I'm going to tell you, lack of the ability to talk to somebody or at least get some decent responses uh, via email, it doesn't exist on these other platforms. And I think ultimately is going to be a, their downfall. Um, you know, eBay has 180 million buyers on the platform. Uh, oh, every month or every year, I'm not sure. But it, it's a lot. And, you know, you get something like 20 million on Poshmark and um, even less on Mercari. And then you get places like Bonanza and all the others. I think really, honestly, the Etsy might be the only one that's that's at least even a little close to, to eBay. So I think so the end of the day, um, Poshmark sucks and uh, I'm off of it. And, you know, if you are a close seller and it works for you, listen, do it. I, I get it. I totally get it. But you got to really, really think about your sales versus what you could get on eBay. And what would you do if you put all that energy on adding more, more listings on eBay? Would it even out? And I, I would say it would. I would say it wouldn't take that much either. I think probably if you're doing 50 a day, which is a lot for clothing, I realize, uh, doing an extra 10 a day, I bet you you're going to get that number. And I, I have not experimented with that, but just looking at my numbers and what my performance was, um, then you definitely, um, you, de I definitely think that's true. Now, more importantly is I've stopped listing clothing, you know, but the clothing sales on eBay, they haven't slowed down maybe a little bit, but not too bad because I'm adding more inventory for the things that the algorithm works for me. But you know what? In Macari and Poshmark, they dropped like a rock grail too, dropped like a rock. So you know, if you're not doing all the things that they want you to do on those platforms anyway, then guess what? Your sales aren't going to be there. So uh, the reality is put your efforts where they belong, get, uh, you know, use, uh, use the native listing, uh, functionality within, 
uh, with an eBay and just list, list, list. And if you do that, you will get past all this, but I'm going to say Poshmark sucks. And that is the end. All right. Listen, thank you very much. This is a very short episode, but I would just, and I'm doing this midweek largely because I'm just so frustrated and it's fresh in mind. So, so anyway, we'll talk to you next week and I appreciate uh, you listening. Go to the website uh, and um, I will talk to you soon. Bye. This episode has ended, but your journey towards turning your reselling hobby into a business doesn't have to. Head on over to oldfashionedmike.com for more information and tips on running a successful reselling business. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Until next time.